Today's episode of the Shoot It Straight podcast is a really fun interview with my friend, Maddie Pichon. So we both get asked this question all the time. What kind of planner do you use? What kind of planning system do you use? Are you a digital planner or a paper planner? And while I do enjoy talking about those things, I have always personally been a paper planner. I love calendars and time tracking and scheduling and all of those things that is in my nature. Okay. I love talking about those things, but we both agree that there's more to that question than just the obvious surface level ask, right? There is so much more that goes into someone who is struggling to find a system that works for them. So in this episode, we chat all about, yes, what kind of planning systems we use, what kind we used to use, what we're using now, what's working for us. We also go through what our planning system looks like and routines and rhythms around those. But then we get to the deeper issue. And if you are new to the Shoot It Straight podcast, you know that that's the part of the conversation that I love the most. So if you have ever asked yourself this question or been curious about what kind of planning system is quote unquote best, or if this is something that you're struggling with, this is going to be a great episode for you. Let's get started. Welcome to the Shoot It Straight podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina Gebhardt. Here, I will share an honest take on what it's like to be a female creative entrepreneur while balancing business, motherhood, and life. Myself, along with my guests, will get vulnerable through honest conversations and relatable stories because we're willing to go there. If you're trying to find balance in this exciting place you're in, yet willing to talk about the hard stuff too, the Shoot It Straight podcast is here to share practical and tangible takeaways to help you shoot it straight. Welcome back to the Shoot It Straight podcast. This is going to be a really fun interview because I have got my friend Maddie Pichong on and we are talking about one of my favorite subjects. Side note, I feel like I say that every time I come on here. I have a lot of favorite subjects, I guess. Um, But we are talking about planning and scheduling and finding a system that works for you. But we're also hint going to do a little bit of a deep dive at what the real underlying problem is there for a lot of people should be a good chat but maddie we met at reset 2020 i think 2021 yeah. i don't know well yeah. one of the re- one of the resets yep i think um, it was 2020 yeah okay yeah so then 2021 we were old friends at that point and um the internet has kept us together which is so fun yes. and i'm looking forward to seeing you at reset again 2023 in just a couple months yeah. um okay so before we dive in i'm gonna let you introduce yourself tell everybody who you are So my name is Maddie Pichang. I am a brand photographer and coach based in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. I've been doing photography for about 10 years and brand photography for right around four. Um, So that's the only thing that I shoot now. And then I also do coaching. Brand photography just kind of beautifully evolved into coaching because I was um, shooting these sessions and like asking people questions about their business and their marketing plans and all these things. So the two go really uh, go hand in hand really nicely. And um, I also have a studio space that I run. So my business is kind of a bit of a three-legged stool. So we've got white space studio that we rent out to other photographers in the area. And let's see, other than that, I am a wife. I've got three kids. Uh, They are seven, five, and two. 
we just built a new house and moved in in August. And so this is like our first holiday season. I'm like, I am like overwhelmed with what I get to do. Like, you know, bust out all my holiday decorations and start nesting a little bit. So it's a fun time of year. Yeah. And also you have an awesome podcast. I do have a podcast. <laughs> Let's not forget that. I tend to forget the pod. The podcast is the poor like stepchild. I love the podcast, but I always forget to mention it. Yes. I have a podcast called Take It Personally. Sabrina has graciously been a guest on that. Um, and it's where we talk about all things personal branding, which in my opinion, touches every facet of business. Yeah. Um, so it's really fun because I get to explore a lot of different topics. Yeah, definitely. It's a really fun podcast. It's on my, it is on my short list of always listen to. Like there's so many podcasts, you so know what many. I mean? And I listen so, to so many. It like, it almost becomes overwhelming. Like, ah, I'm totally. not staying on top of them. And so there's very few that I check in on all the time. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, and take it personally is on there. So thank you. Okay. So you did an episode a few months ago. Yeah. A few Mm -hmm. months ago, I guess, um, about how you have created this planning system that works for you. And when I say planning system, I'm talking like Google calendar, paper planner, like actually planning your time and your days. And I immediately reached out to you and I was like, yep, I want to take that a step further on my podcast, because that is something that people ask about all the time, which is so funny. So tell me, let's start at the beginning. Do you consider yourself a digital planner, a paper planner, a hybrid? Where, where do you land? I'm definitely a hybrid. I always wanted to be a paper planner person. (laughs) Um, but like just the way that my, our, life is set up. Like I live and die by my Google calendar. However, I once I realized, you know, kind of the issue, I was forgetting things if I wasn't writing them down. And so I, I needed a hybrid. Absolutely. The ease of a digital planner can't be beat, but the routine of a paper planner can't be beat. And so I've combined the two. Yeah. I am also, a, I'm now a hybrid, but mm-hmm. I was the reverse of you. I was paper only. Like if I don't do the process of taking it out of my brain and writing it out, like it's not happening, but I got to a point where I was finding in certain situations, like I was needing to know what was going on and I didn't want to go all the way downstairs to my planner, or maybe I wasn't home or whatever, but you're ride or die by your Google calendar. I'm the reverse. My Google calendar is pretty solid, but my, I will not commit to anything without my paper planner. Oh my God. So we're, we're like the reverse of each other. And that's the beauty of it. Like it just kind of depends on what works for you. And that's what took me 10 years to figure out what works for me. (laughs) Yeah. And I also think that there is a little bit of what, what season of life you're in maybe can, you know, and also kids nowadays, <laughs> I'm going to say, cause I'm, you know, 42, they're so digital. Like my daughter is 15 and she has gotten to the point where she has a lot of commitments and a lot of school things and extracurriculars and a lot of babysitting. And she really needed some sort of planner system. And she has not been able to do a paper planner. Um, she wanted to, cause she sees me doing it, but we tried it. And that was a hard fail because they are so digital. They are so digital now. So, you know, season of life you're in, how old you are. I don't know. Maybe that all plays into it, but tell me what your current planning process system rhythm is like, what's working for you? Yeah. 
So I sit down on either Sunday night or Monday morning, and I go through my physical planner and my Google calendar, go through my upcoming priority list and tasks. And then I pencil things into my calendar. The first thing that I pencil into my calendar, I should say, is my free time. So some of this is already done. Like I, um, probably two years ago, I think when I started kind of changing my health and fitness routine, I decided I, I have a gym class that I really like to go to at eight 30 and I don't go every day at eight 30, but I go most days. And so I just put a recurring, um, commitment in my calendar from eight 30 to nine 30 every weekday morning that I'm working out. Most of the time that's true today. It wasn't like, sometimes it's not, sometimes I'll do it later, but I wanted that at least like, I didn't want the possibility of having anything scheduled over it. So that's an example of scheduling in free time. Another uh, thing would be like maybe getting groceries or running errands, like scheduling those things in coffee with a friend, lunch with my husband, that those types of things. Because if I don't do that first, Mm -hmm. there's no room for it. And that's not fair. You know, those are the things that are probably some of the most important things to me. They're just not work-related. Right. So those are the things that go in first. Um, and they're, they're non-negotiables really. Yeah, I agree. Um, and that's, that is the thing that right there is the thing that I feel like so many female, especially mother creative entrepreneurs struggle with is the planning themselves first and then figuring everything else out. Because, you know, when you, especially when you're a mom and you have that mothering nature, your business is like another baby. Your business is something that you have birthed and that you love and that you're passionate about. And when we think of planning our schedules and our calendars, we just automatically go to that first. And, and just like you said, it's not fair to ourselves, to our family, to our peers, to our community when everybody else comes last Mm -hmm. and what inevitably happens is there's no time for that. And, you know, at all. And, and, um, so when we put ourselves first, it's, it's literally training our brain to forcefully reprioritize, you know, and to make sure that we are taking time for ourselves, that we are committing the appropriate amounts of time to our family and then figuring out our business. You know, absolutely. I, I was just in this, like constant chaos overwhelm. And I think that that was a really big part of it. And I was trying to work in like every crevice of my day. And now, you know, there are still seasons where I'm working more and seasons where I'm working less, but for the most part, I don't start work before 10 or 11 AM because I've got my routine. You know, I've got kid drop off, go to the gym, shower, have breakfast, you know, like that all happens. Yeah. And then I'm usually done around four because that's when my old gets home from school. And if you would have told me that a couple of years ago, I would have probably been somewhere between like, that's really exciting because that's exactly what I want. I want those part-time hours. And also, no, that's terrifying. I need to be working all the time because that's the only way to grow my business. And it's just true. Like taking care of yourself is how you grow your business. Yeah. And what is that quote that's like, you'll get the amount of work done in the time allotted. Like, there's oh yeah, some, there's, I don't even know who's whatever. We're, there's some quote that's like, you know, the amount of time you commit to something, you can get it done. And that is so true. It's so true. It is mm-hmm. so true. If you're like, okay, I have 90 minutes to bang out this project. If you sit down and focus and shut down all the distractions, you will get it done. Yep. That's you exactly know? it. 
One of the things that I've been doing recently is I've, um, and again, this, this kind of comes in seasons, but lately I've been in a season where I've been on my phone a lot. My screen time is just like through the roof. And so the other day I, I handed my phone to my husband and I was like, you need to set up screen time. Don't give me the password. <laughs> and so most of the time, um, my screen time, like all the, the fun apps, I don't yeah. get access to those until 10 AM. I get so much done. I'm either, I mean, I'm either at the gym, so I don't need it anyway. Or if it's like an early morning that I'm working, then I don't have access to Instagram until 10 AM and I get so much done. Okay. Noted. I love that. (laughs) I'm totally going to have my husband do this. And that's one of those things that like, hi, I set that up for my child, my teenager, like she didn't know the code I'm in control. You know, why wouldn't I do that for myself? That's so smart. So smart because when I know the code or when I can very easily say extend for 15 more minutes, <laughs> you know, it's always, yes, yes, yes. Um, okay. I love that, Maddie. That's a hot tip. <laughs> um, okay. So you were always trying to be a paper planner and it mm-hmm. wasn't working. And so finally you shifted to Google. So what does it look like to sync the two or yeah. like, what is, what does that system look like for you now? Yes. So I mentioned that I first sit down and do my non-negotiables. The next thing that I do is my to-do list. And so that's really like checking in and figuring out what has to happen this week, both on the work side and the family side. So we have ice skating at five 30 on Mondays and we have gymnastics at five 30 on Thursdays. And I have a event this night, or I have a project that needs to be done by this day. So all of that gets put on a to-do list. And then the, and this is all, I'm still on paper. Um, And then the very next thing that I do is I take a look at that to-do list because I have probably the same tendency as all of us, which is to put everything and my mother on a to-do list. (laughs) And then I go, okay, what has to be done this week? Like, what am I on a deadline for? And what would just be like a nice to have? And I take things off. So maybe I send something to my assistant. Um, Maybe I, you know, punt it to the next week. Maybe I text my husband and say, hey, I have an event on Monday night. I can't do ice skating. Um, Do you need me to like see if my sister can watch our littlest or something like that? Mm -hmm. Um, So that's the the next step there. And then once I have my true to-do list of like what actually has to get done, then I start giving it a place and I start with my paper calendar. And sometimes it lives on the paper calendar forever. Like there are things that can just kind of live there. Anything that is going to affect my family or that I am going to forget like a meeting or whatever, it needs to go on my Google calendar because I reference my paper calendar usually on Sunday and Monday. And then I just kind of let the week fly based on my Google calendar. So you know, if a meeting is written down on Thursday on my paper calendar, I will forget it. But if it's in Google, I will get a reminder. And so that's, I just kind of go back and forth and um, make sure that they look the same and everything's in the right place. I will also send um, meeting, what's it called? Like meeting reminders or whatever to my husband. So like, if there's a day that he has to be home early, because I won't be here when our son gets home, I invite him to that, to, to that event his coworker noticed that and texted me and she was like, that's brilliant. I'm going to do that. 
because he's not capable. He's perfectly capable, but it just makes sure that we're on the same page. Right. Um, I was definitely in a pattern of like trying to do it all myself and then getting to like, you know, I say I needed him to take the kids to daycare on Thursday morning. It would be 1030 Wednesday night. And I'm like reeling because it's not going to happen. I'm not going to be able to, to get it all done. And then I ask for help. And he's like, dude, you can't ask me 12 hours before you need help. I've got right. stuff too. So now I ask earlier and it's a game changer. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like when you do that process of looking ahead at your week, kind of getting your thoughts on paper before Monday morning, it's like, I don't know, I can come down to my office on Monday morning and feel like I'm ready to conquer the world. Cause I know exactly where everything stands. Um, the weeks when I don't give myself that gift, the weeks when I'm like, tired. And I'm just like, ah, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to spend the 30 minutes doing that. I roll into my office and I spend the first three hours, like spinning my wheels when it would have taken 20 minutes the day before. I, isn't that crazy? I'm the yes. exact same way. Yeah. yeah. And I always notice, cause again, we talked about the seasonality of it all. There are seasons where I'm really good at this and there are seasons where I'm not. And I can tell, like, yep. I feel different. I don't feel as in control. I start to go to that place of just feeling like everything is chaos and I don't have any control control and like, none of it's true. It's just my perception because I, yeah. I don't, can't see what's in front of me. Right. And you know, when you say that, that also it, it's almost like it's an act of self-care because oh, absolutely. the same thing happens when you go into a season and you're like, you start skipping your workouts or you stop drinking mm -hmm. enough water or you start over committing on the coffee or whatever the same thing happens. It's like that, that tailspin mentality when really, if you just pulled back and allowed yourself to get back into your healthy routines and rhythms and self-care, you would be fine. Yep. I was working with, I think it was, I've, I've worked with so many like personal development people over the last <laughs> I think this was when I was working with a life coach and I was heading into a really busy season with like launches and stuff. Mm -hmm. And she was like, okay, what are your top three non-negotiables for every single day? And I was like, oh, that's really interesting. But she said, she's like, now is when things are going to slip. Don't let them because you have, you have developed these habits for exactly seasons like this. And so my non-negotiables were movement every day. Even if I didn't go to the gym, like I'd go for a walk, water every day. I usually drink like two of these Stanley things and getting up from my desk and taking breaks. Like I, you know, wear an Apple watch a lot of the time. So yeah. when the Apple watch says you need to move, I get up, <laughs> water, I go to the bathroom and that was it. Those were my three non-negotiables, but I needed those because it's so easy to slip back into like, I'm just going to work until 6 PM and not get up from my desk. Yeah. So let's go into this just a little bit farther because we have now said a couple of times in different language in this episode that sticking to the putting yourself first and paying attention to your priorities is literally the key to making it through seasons of hustle and stress and change and whatever. Mm -hmm. And those are also the seasons where we are the most likely to just throw that stuff out the window, mm -hmm. you know, because we feel like something has to give. Um, and really it's, it, they go hand in hand. It's, it's like a mental game. You have to like wake up and tell yourself, I don't care how much I've got going on. I don't care what my week looks like. I have to do these things. Mm -hmm. Yep. For me, that has been, uh, part of 
like doing, doing it the wrong way and being like, this doesn't feel good. Like this isn't working. Um, you know, having those days where I'm at my desk from eight till six, like that, I don't, I don't feel like I accomplished anything more when I go have dinner with my family. I'm more stressed. And one of the things that I realized probably about a year ago now, uh, I was doing an exercise with a friend and she um, was talking about like, what are your, uh, what are, yeah, what are your non-negotiables? What do you have to do every day? Think about like the days where you have the most productive days where like you get to the end and you're like, dang, that was a good day. How did, what happened to those days? And for me, it was movement. And that to me was so annoying because as an Enneagram three, I was like, that takes time out of my day. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I can't start working until 10 o'clock because I have to go to the gym and take a shower and make a protein smoothie. Oh my God. How unproductive is that? But I found that it was actually the most productive thing that I could do. It was just productive as part of a long game, as opposed to part of the short game of that, just that day. And I, 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 to this day, I'm so annoyed by that, but I know that that's what works for me. Yeah. I'm exactly the same way. I have to work out first thing in the morning. I there, and there's also little things like for me making my bed, like that is a what 90 second task. But when I try and walk past it and ignore it and run downstairs and get started, like that little thing just kicks off this domino effect of, well, what else can I skip? What else can I move through today? And, you know, and then it just doesn't feel good. And when things don't feel good, you're not at your best. You're not at your most productive. You're not at your most creative. You're not, it's just not working. And so it's literally training ourselves to prioritize looking at your schedule, prioritize building it out intentionally, prioritize putting yourself first, even if it means you have 90 minutes less every day to work, quote unquote, you are better off. Like, just like you said, it's a long game. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I definitely tend to, ironically, my word of the year this year was simplify. And it took me until about October to really (laughs) like figure that, figure out what that meant. But I, I do, I have a tendency to put a lot of stuff on my plate and to kind of make things more complicated than, than it has to be. And that little bit of time every morning, just like taking time for myself helps me get in the right headspace of like, how can I continue to do this? Like, how can I continue to kind of chase this feeling of peace and simplification uh, and, you know, starting my day that way most of the time, like really gets me on the right track. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So just kind of like I mentioned at the top of the episode, I don't know about you, but I get asked about this all the time. Sabrina, what planner do you use? Sabrina, what calendar system do you, are you digital or your paper? Like, what does it look like? And while that is interesting to hear what works for other people, I feel like there's more to that. I feel like there's a deeper story there and people are trying to mask the real problem almost like if I can get a shiny new planner or if I can use the same system that Sabrina uses or that Maddie uses, all of my problems will go away. So when you think about that, like, what do you think, what do you think the real issue is? Like, if we're going to, if we're going to get down to it, what do you think a woman is really struggling with when she asks this question? 
that was me. Like I was that person. I thought that a planner was going to be like the knight in shining armor. Like once I find, you know, it was not, it wasn't my fault. It was the planner. Like, (laughs) well, this isn't just, this just isn't the right planner for me, you know? Um, and it wasn't the planner. It was me. And I do think some of it was like, I wasn't in the right season of life. Like for me, when I have really small kids, like infants, it's not time to have a paper planner. (laughs) Right. not right uh, but now like with my kids a little bit older and we're just in more of like a good day-to-day routine it's a really good season for it so I do think that's some of it but for me it was just like the the issue was chaos and not not having or I should say perceived chaos not having my arms around like what was coming and I felt like I had a couple of instances where we were like getting things up and going at the studio. And so I was having like people come by to like paint something or they wanted a tour or whatever. And people would send me a message and I would say, yep, I'll meet you there at this time. And I wouldn't write it down. And then they'd text me and be like, Hey, I'm here. Are you coming? And so I just like, of course I felt chaotic. And now really all that changed was me like getting sick of my own crap and being like, okay, this isn't going to work. I need better systems in place. Um, some, sometimes maybe it's an actual system and sometimes it's just like taking a second to write it down and just making sure that like, there's a process, a follow-up something, you know? And so that's why this, this system has worked really well for me because it forces me to sit down on Sunday and take a look at my week. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I think what I see a lot of is, is a creative woman, a business woman, especially, you know, moms, a lot of us are moms being willing to look at, like I said earlier, look at planning and intentionally scheduling your time as an act of self-care and allowing yourself to come first. Um, and so trying to wear all the hats in your business, trying to do all the things every day, plus saying yes to, you know, the volunteering and the PTA and the Bible study and the, and the, and the, and the, and the, nothing is wrong with any of those things. But when you're trying to do them all every day, all the time, number one, there's no time for you. And when there's no time for you, you're running on empty and you're just literally headed for a really bad place. Okay. But then your, your priorities are, are misaligned because you're putting your business first and then you're putting everybody else and you're trying to say yes to all the things, which is a boundary issue. And then you're like, I'll put in self-care when I can, but guess what? You never will. It's not, there's no time for it, you know? And so it's a matter of, um, I mean, I think we could look at it in a lot of different ways. Somebody's struggling again with boundaries. Somebody is struggling with, um, their own worthiness. I am worthy of time to myself. I am worthy and deserving of putting myself first. I mean, there's a lot of underlying issues there, but again, like you, I'm like, I think they think, okay, well maybe this planner didn't work for me, but if I do this one, or if I do this one, you know, and that's not really the problem. Like, why are you struggling with planning your time? Shoot. All you need is a free Google app or a blank piece of paper. Like no, there is no system that is going to save you. The problem is, is, is deeper than that unpacking, like, why are you struggling with this so much? 
And I think a lot of the time it comes down to, and you kind of alluded to this, but guilt, because in order to have a system that works for you, you do have to get really clear on your boundaries and you have to get really clear on your priorities. And when, when things shift or, you know, things that used to be a priority, maybe aren't anymore, we have to say no to people or whatever that guilt comes up because we want to be all things to all people. And it's just, it's not, it's not a sustainable system. No, I, um, I tell students all the time to remember that at the, at its very core, when you strip away everything involved, when, when you are in a position to commit to something or not, every time you say yes to something, you are saying no to either yourself or your family. Black and white. That's what it is. You are giving that time to something or someone else. And it automatically is coming from the bank of time you have for yourself or your family. It really does come down to that. And you have to be able to ask yourself, is this worth me losing time or my kids losing time or whatever and stripping it down. And it's the guilt of wanting to say yes to everybody. And, oh, I'm worried people aren't going to like me, or they're going to be disappointed in me. And it's the boundaries. I mean, there's so much real, like personal heart work involved in taking control of our dang schedules. I think so much of it comes down to that. What, what people say, like, you have to put your own oxygen mask on first. Like that's what it is. And a lot of women are not comfortable with that. Like they want to do it for everybody else and make sure everyone else is good before they think about themselves. And then they end up so depleted that, and, and I think that is oftentimes, unfortunately, what it takes for people to see like, oh, there's maybe a better, different way than this, because so many of us work ourselves into that place of like burnout and depletion. And like, we feel, you know, we can't, we can't make dinner for our families, let alone go to the gym or, you know, you kind of have to get to that place to realize like there's a different way, hopefully not. But I know for a lot of us, that's been our story. Yeah, for sure. So, okay. If you were to meet a woman tomorrow and her, she says, she says that she's really struggling to live with her, her schedule, her calendar, that it's overwhelming, that she's drowning, that she's whatever. She feels like she's a slave to it almost. What, what's the one piece of starting advice you're going to give her? I was going to say to, you know, do that, like sit down on Sunday and really take a look at everything. But I think a kind of a step 0.5 before you even get there is to figure out what you want. Like Mm. you, do you want to be working nights and weekends? And maybe you do like, there are, there are jobs and businesses where that's fun and it makes sense. And that's great. But if it's not what you want, no amount of planning in the world is going to be able to help you figure that out, you know? So really figuring out what it is you want, what are your priorities, what season is your family in right now? You know, we are just kind of getting into kids having activities. And so our nights are starting to get a little bit busier. Yeah. We've had to have conversations of like, okay, how many activities do our kids get to do? Because time at home doing nothing is also really important to us. So I think figuring that out first is a really good place to start because then you can take a look at your week, your month, your year, and better stick things into the slots, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. 100%. It really does start with like that introspective stuff because, you know, and, and also not only asking like, what do you want, but being willing to voice maybe what you want, but you think is impossible or isn't attainable, you know, because you, you can think in the back of your mind, like, I would love to only work three days a week, but there's no way that's possible. So I'm just going to say, I want to be out of my office at 3 PM or whatever, but 
whatever you want is possible. Okay. You have to be brave enough to voice it. And, and I really think there's something powerful about actually physically writing it down, putting it out there, like stop holding it as a secret in your brain and like, get it out. You know? Yep. I, and I'm sure you've had the same experience, but I have worked with so many women who do exactly that. They don't say it because they don't think it's possible. And then we'll be working on building a strategy for their business or working on goal planning. And we get halfway down the path and they're like, I don't even really want this, but what I really want is this, but it's not possible. And I'm like, yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Started there, you know, but yeah, I, instead of going, this is like my, my biggest life hack, instead of going to the place of judgment, like, Oh, I'm a, I'm a bad person for only wanting to work three days a week, or I'm a bad person for wanting to charge this amount, going to a place of curiosity and figuring out like, how can I make this work? Like how, how can I be a family photographer, but only shoot two nights a week or one night a week or twice a month? It's possible, but you have Anything. to get curious. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing, just like you said, maybe you do want to work more. Maybe you're in a, in a season of scaling, or maybe you're not married and don't have kids and you want to just, I mean, what, whatever you want is fine. Like you don't have to want what the internet says you should want the six figures and the two days a week and the blah, 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 that that's not for everybody. And that's okay. Like every personality type, every season of life you're in every business, every dream, they all look different. And so when you really ask yourself, like, what is it that I want? What, whatever comes up for you is okay. Yeah. Don't judge yourself for it. Just write it down. Think, you know, spend time thinking about it, get curious, but don't judge yourself for it because if that's what you want, I am a firm believer that there's a reason you want that. And it's totally exactly. Exactly. I love that too. So I'm going to do four last non-related questions, uh, just for fun before we go. Okay. So tell me what's your current favorite coffee shop order. Okay. So if I am at especially a local coffee shop, because they're the best there, yes. I will get an iced cafe meal with oat milk. They're so good. It's just like a little sweetness, but not too much. The oat milk makes it really creamy. It's the best. So are you getting like the largest size or the smallest? Like what's your caffeine intake situation? So I am usually like, you know, what's the the Goldilocks? Like not too little, not too much, just right. I'm usually at like 16 ounces is my sweet spot. Um, I did go and get a, I had um, a, my kids and then a couple of extra kids here this weekend. And so I got the big one and I didn't regret that either. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> love it. I love it. Um, okay. If money were no object, what is your dream vacation? And this is not a family vacation. This is a you and your husband vacation. Yep. Okay. Um, so I, this would have been the case even before, but currently I'm rewatching Outlander. So it's Scotland. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. I had, I worked with a client last night actually, and they are getting ready to go to Europe for two weeks. And I was like, I'm so jealous. (laughs) We wanted to do Ireland for a long time and I would still happily go to Ireland, Ireland, Scotland, like that area for two weeks with just my husband. Yes. Amazing. Dreams. (laughs) Love it. Okay. Thinking back over the course of your business and all of the changes it's gone through and everything, what do you think the biggest game changer has been? 
Um, I know this is such an eye roll answer, but investing in education, when I got a business coach, it changed everything for me. And I've worked with the same coach for since 2018, 2019, somewhere in there, um, which I know is not right for everyone, but I just found someone who gets me. And now we have such a shorthand. Um, it's a, it's, I, I can't imagine not working with her. Yeah. I, I mean, I a hundred percent agree. And I always say like education is where it's at. And I remember being in the early days of my business and being terrified to pay like cash dollars towards something Mm -hmm. and starting small with like a $300 thing or a $500 thing. But the first time I dropped a couple grand on something, I remember I was terrified But also that is the black and white line of before and after, you know, and then since then I have no problem giving all the monies to all the people, because I know that like the more money I give you, the more transformations I'm going to have. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that is a hundred percent true. My business coach did like an ROI case study on me since I've worked with her for so long and it's insane. Like it's absolutely insane. Yeah. And when you look at something like that, that's so cool that she actually did that because when you look at it, it seemed like such a scary big dollar amount at first. But then when you look at it, you're like, I mean, that's literally even the dumbest person could see that it's a no brainer. Totally. Yep. Yeah. Um, Okay. Last one. If you weren't in branding photography slash coaching where you are now, what do you think you'd be doing? I think I would be either like at a really cool agent, probably, I mean, very similar to the job that I left. I would maybe be at like a really cool agency or potentially in-house um, working in marketing. I would love to be like head of marketing, either like for a company or for an agency where we have lots of companies that we work with. Um, and that is, I wasn't the head, but I was an account associate at uh a really cool agency in town. And I loved that job. It was, I mean, it's where I got my love of branding and marketing and it allowed me to play with a lot of different ideas and concepts and businesses. And I would totally be doing that. Love it. Love it. Okay. Maddie, this has been a great conversation and I knew it would get into different, it would go farther than we thought it was going to. So it's been really fun, but tell people where they can find you and how they can work with you. Yes. So I am um, on Instagram at Maddie Pashong. My website is maddiepashong.com. Um, those are the two places that are easiest, best to find me, but that's my handle everywhere. Um, I always answer DMs and I'm very active on Instagram, potentially too active on Instagram. So that's a great place <laughs> to get a hold of me. Um, yeah. And I am currently running a group program for photographers who want to pivot into brand photography. Um, so that's running right now, but I'm going to be running it again, probably in April. Um, so if brand photography is something that you're kind of curious about, stay in touch. Cause that'll be coming again in the next couple of months. And it's been the funnest program I've ever done. It's, it's been awesome. I love that so much. Maddie, thank you for being here. I will have all those links in the show notes. And until next time, my friends, that's it. Thanks so much for listening to the Shoot It Straight podcast. You can find all the full show notes and details from today's episode at sabrinagebhardt.com backslash podcast. Come find me and connect over on the gram at Sabrina Gebhardt Photography. If you're loving the podcast, I'd be honored if you hit that subscribe button and leave me a review. Until next time, my friends shoot it straight.